You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Bachelor Pad After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Bachelor. Totally not cool, Chris Lee. So cool. No, we're starting already. Hey, guys, we all know that Bing is for doing, and we are doing another after show for AfterBuzz TV. This is Bachelor Pad Season 3, Episode 3. I'm JCN. Oh, yeah. If you guys are watching us on AfterBuzzTV.com live, you can see that there's only two of us tonight. Yes, Kathy Kelly and Cannon Bliss are out of town for this week, so let me introduce, go around the table and let us introduce our other hosts. Around the table? Yeah. It's just the two of us, JC. <laughs> Welcome to AfterBuzz Late Night. Hey guys, what's up? I'm Crystal Lee Kennedy. Nice to see you tonight. Great to be here. How you feel? How was your week? It was a good week. How was yours? Fantastic. And I was excited for this because we don't know how this is going to go, but I think it's going to go pretty darn good this week, guys. I already told them on chat roll that we've already been fighting since before we started taping. So they're ready. They're ready. They know what's going on. And Marissa, thank you so much for that. We'll try to keep it peaceful tonight. So, all right, guys, if you're watching us, like I said, on AfterBuzzTV.com live, what's up? Hey, guys, a chat roll. But if you're not watching us live, make sure to check in tomorrow. We'll be on YouTube or even better yet, if you want to listen to us, check us out on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe. Let us know you care. Send us some feedback because we really do respond. But most of all, it helps propel our shows. We put up about 40 shows every week for you guys. And all we ask for is for you to comment because actually it helps us, helps keep us on air. So we really do appreciate that. So with that said, partner, are you ready? I'm ready. What's your overall? Okay, I'll start with the basic. Oh, Quick, oh. I'm going to do a little quick shout out. Two. Because we talk all about all Bachelor stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Bachelor, Bachelorette. A quick shout out to Jacqueline Schwartz on her 28th birthday this just past weekend. Seems like she and Rachel Trueheart went to, from New York, went to Chicago to party with Chris Bukowski and Ed's, I can never say his last name, Svidersky. Swiderski, there Not you go. Not even going to try. So they're BFFs off the show. So it's a little shout out from the Bachelor family, After Buzz TV. What's up? Happy birthday, Jacqueline. See, we're starting with something kind. I mean... You're giving me the hairy eyeball already. Yeah, well, we know how I feel about Jacqueline, so I hope she had a great birthday, but mm, not a fan. I liked her better this week. Yeah, okay, I did. We're, gonna, we're definitely going to fight about this part then, so I'm awesome. ready. So wait, before we... Because this is not even my beginning of my problem with Jacqueline. It doesn't happen until the end of the episode, okay. but Hot Sludge Fun Day... Yes, let's get it. Just the name alone makes really me, makes me think of like bad Skinamax. But anyway, it was brutal. Like, so Chris comes out and he tells them that they have to partner up and they have to go. It's so it's so brilliant because they come out already partnered because they know in their head they're going to have to be partnered. Right. So then they switch them up, which was just 
brilliant because now you don't know who you're going to get stuck with and you have to go through ice cream, whipped cream, a nut sack. Really, ABC producers? Honestly, I think Chris Harrison was waiting his whole bachelor career just to say the words nut and sack together. It could be. could totally be. <laughs> Absolutely. Because yeah, he get a little randy, you know, because he's always Mr. He's always the clean cut guy. So is. it's Yeah, so it's good to see that. So what did you think of the contest? Anyone get a raw deal on the pairings? I'm trying to think, was it Ed and uh, Jack? No. No, Ed was with... Um, Jamie. Jamie. Ed was a gentleman. <laughs> We have a whole lot of talk about Jamie this week. Yeah, we do. Uh, but let's let's start. All right, Ed was last, and of course, Stag, Stag and Dave, Stag and Dave, Stag is Hall of Fame. He's just a competitor in every sense of the word. Like he's a competitor. He he's first of all played the game and won before. Yeah. So I mean, he is the most likable guy I've ever met in my entire life. Like, you meet him and you want to be his friend. The Mm -hmm. entire Sagliano family, by the way, is like that. So both Michael and Steven, his mom and his dad, they're amazing people. Mm -hmm. So Michael's just one of those people that you want to like. Like, you can't hate him. I mean, you can hate that he plays the game so well, but you can't hate him as a person. So I didn't have a doubt that he was going to win until Dave showed up. Okay. Now, with that, I want to just couple that with why is he still on the show? It's nothing against Dag. I absolutely right. love him. He's awesome. But I would get him off immediately because he is that good. Well, and that's what I originally thought. I was like, you know what? They've seen the episodes. They've seen season one. They've seen season two. Like, why in the world would they keep Michael Stagliano mm-hmm. on? First of all, if I was a girl, I would want to keep him on because he's adorable and fun. Mm-hmm. And he would sing me to sleep every night. But... The guys are keeping him around because he's smart and he knows how to play the game. So they're utilizing him and his skills and his brains to get further. I do think he's going to go home within the next two weeks, though. I don't think they're going to continue to let him keep going further. He, We saw him and his alliance fall apart tonight. And we'll talk about that later. Okay. But we did see that happen tonight. So I feel like... They're keeping him around because right now they can. There's still a lot of them left. But as we start to see the numbers dwindle, I think he should be one of the first people to go. Although I say that every season and no one ever listens. Because the game, as we found out, as they've been saying over and over, and you more tonight than ever before, the, ja- the game is constantly changing. Every minute. Ooh. I like to hit my mic. Every minute of every day that you are in that house, you have no idea what's going on, and everyone's talking behind your back, and everyone's always scheming. It changes all day. But, okay, okay. with that said, with the game, mm-hmm. don't you think it was it was against Ed all along? Because Ed was is, is like, he's like the bigger guy. He's not this nimble. Like, Stag and Dave are the nimble guys, so that's, yeah. it's going to work in their favor. Ed and Chris... They're the, the they kind of lumber a little, you know, and Ed, of course. Well, and we saw Chris fail at a lot of the challenges on Emily's season where mm-hmm. he went on the dates where they had to do stuff. He's he's a big guy. He just doesn't really play games so well. <laughs> but with that said, and he's he's playing a good game so far, I think. Well, no, he's playing an OK game so far. Sorry. OK. OK. Okay. No, he's he's the villain. He's one of the standout characters. But Ed, Ed finishes last, and he still charms the pants off everyone, guys included. Well, because he's the guy that you want to go get a beer with. Like, yeah. He's the cool guy. Like, I, I've i never met him. I'm lying. I met him at the last reunion in Vegas. Okay. And I didn't really get a good chance to hang out with him and know him. And I regret that now because he's, like, the coolest guy ever. I want to be his friend. Like, he's hysterical. And he just doesn't care. And then he's honest about it. Like, 
he's not pulling the wool over anyone's eyes. You know what I mean? Like, he's just a really cool guy. And he doesn't, like, worry about it. And I, I respect that. You, do you think it could be... I personally think it's... 80 to 90 percent that that's him being him but i think he using his personality and his charm he's using that to fly under the radar a little bit even though he's lasting competitions they're like oh that's that's ed that's ed for a good time let's hang out with ed you know it's like natalie gets she did the same thing she was the party girl everybody was like she's not taking it seriously all she does is drink and get drunk and have fun and and be silly and she was just like all over the place and she won Okay, so so with that, okay, so speaking of winners, we who ended up winning? It was it was a close call. It was like they're trying to make it like the Olympics. Seriously, the fo- they said they had to go back and watch the tape to see who won. They were going to review it in the truck. Wow, I mean, talk about dramatic. <laughs> Way to go, ABC. Talk about dramatic. But um, it was cool because I liked that. David and Rachel won. Like, I mm-hmm. like seeing the fans win now. It's really an interesting dynamic because they were the first people that everybody wanted out of the house. And I like that they're bringing their game. They're, mm-hmm. they're not, they didn't come to just sit around and make friends. Like, they're bringing their game. They want to be part of the team. Yeah, and, and Dave, he's, he's a survivor. He's a yeah. big time, out of everyone, out of all the super fans. And did you know, I don't know if you noticed on the ABC's promos all week, all they were teasing was super fans, super fans. I, I don't know if they're watching After Buzz, perhaps. I'm just, <laughs> I know I'm reaching for straws, but that's all they talk about, the super fans. I'm like, hey, that's kind of what we say. So, oh, well, but Dave, bless his heart. He's trying, but he's not going to last long. I'm sorry. Dave's biggest problem is is he's a great competitor. He can win a lot of these challenges, but then he gets so caught up in the wanting people to like him and wanting to fit in and being a part of the group that that's going to be his downfall because he talked to Blakely. Then it was Jane. You know what I mean? He's just he's trying to get everyone to like him mm-hmm. instead of just playing the game. Well, shoot, I was going to say we could always talk about the dates or something you know we could but before we go to the dates i have to tell you an amazon story tell us your weekly amazon story okay well i i have had one every week it's pretty exciting for me because i have cool people that support me um but my amazing girlfriend who supports me thank god um (laughs) she went to after buzz tv this week and shopped through us she went to amazon bought herself some two new backpacks which she supported us so i'm happy because that keeps our lights on and we can still come back but now we want our viewers to do it too so if you guys are watching and you have some shopping to do please make sure that you go to after buzz tv and then click on the amazon banner it doesn't cost anything extra for you it's just a little bypass it's like taking a side street to get to the main road um and it's just great for us because it keeps our lights on and we can continue to bring you great stuff thank you Crystal. i Very try well so let's move on to the dates and so yeah. let's move on to the dave date because i know i know mm-hmm. you're gonna want to ask me questions I'm, I'm gonna tweet tease the late the date later on i guess god because in a way someone was on tv tonight some of us from here from the after bus family not yes. me Okay, fine. So <laughs> we can say we're we're all going to give you really ins- real insider information tonight. We have real insider information tonight. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> okay, well let's let's talk about Dave's date real quick mm-hmm. and um, his choice of Blakely, Erica, and Jamie. Right. And of course, Blakely, we knew because she put the fear of God in the guy. You know, 
to to bring bring her on the date. But she did and she didn't. Before they got on the date, she actually played her cards pretty well. Dave David went up to Blakely on their date and said, you know, I need help this week. So if you help me, then I promise you that whatever you need, I'll make happen. Um, if you give me this, I'll I'll in turn give you that favor. So Blakely just went up to him and said, you know, you have this date. You can mm-hmm. do whatever you want. She said, but I'd really like to go on the date ultimately. But it's your decision. And she didn't really lay the fair of God in him until later in the evening. Okay. But she did, you know. And I was really surprised that he took Erica Rose because I hadn't seen... The first episode, I mean, she tore him a new one. Right. So I was really surprised by that. I guess it was a great way to get someone that doesn't like you to maybe put some faith in you. But I was surprised at his choices of, of Erica Rose. Is it because, is there like no memory when you're at the house? Because like you said, Erica and Dave were going at it episode one. And now yeah. we're on episode three and it's kind of, is now all forgiven by him making that, that offer to Erica? Well, I think what probably happened is David realized that Erica has a little bit more say in the house than he thought she did. Um, Erica was on the chopping block a few times, but really, ultimately, she knows most of these people. So maybe he realized that she has more relationships within the house that could benefit him. So he needed to really step up. And if you noticed, Erica was closer with a lot of the fans this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so is that not editing? Could it could the story like what I'm saying is this week we see her friends with, with the fans. And mm-hmm. then in episode one, we saw her just saying that they were the help. Right. Could, I mean, is it, are, are they just editing it that way to give you different? I mean, maybe she's saying both things at the same time. Like, well, I'm with the help and I'm also friends with them. It's just that's Erica. She's like this. Right. I mean, she is very much like that. Erica will go whichever way benefits her, mm-hmm. um, which is the name of the game. Um, Reed said it tonight. Influence perception and lying trust no one um kind of brilliant but kind of not so much um but erica will do that she'll go whatever way it makes her safe but i think each day what happens is the house starts to divide and it always happens every season on our season it was the the cool kids versus the new kids you know last year it was the same thing there's always some kind of a division in the house and you just kind of try to play both sides without looking like Reed Um, but you also have to original you have to initially stay with one group and I think that she's realizing that the numbers were in the group that the fans were in Mm -hmm. so she needed to befriend them and and, uh, befriend the help so well played, well played. Okay, yeah. I wanted to ask you a, a question about the date itself, mm-hmm. about them recreating prom. Now, how fun is that? I, I don't know if you went on any dates like this on the show on your season, but there's four people, and there is um, I forgot it was Katie Arbinger singing. I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure who that is. Yeah. but apparently she's a great country singer. Right, uh, Candon. I'm sure she would let us know um, yeah. if she can tweet us. <laughs> this would be great. But. Do you really have fun on those dates when it's just the four of you guys? Like, it's a big space? Yes. Really? We went to, um, so my date, Dave Good, won the rose, and he took myself, Nikki Kapke, and Natalie Getz on a date. And we took a private jet to Vegas. And it was amazing. And it was fun. I mean, there's definitely a lot more um, time where you're doing, like, interviews than you are really hanging out with one another. But we went to uh, a barefoot pool first it was like a nude pool um that no one went topless with except for natalie gets but yeah, <laughs> no surprise there um but we did we had a great time nikki and i get along really well we're still really close friends so we had a great date we hung out with dave and then we went to this amazing suite where he had to send two of us home 
Right. I, actually, I think I believe I do remember that. Yeah. I do remember. Was there an interaction between Dave and Natalie in the jacuzzi or something? Yeah. Okay, I do remember that. I mean, come on, he's a guy. Like, you have three girls on the date, two girls that are a little bit more... Chased? I I guess you could say that. I was like, I was going to say classy, but that's not real nice. Um, You know, I mean, he knew he wasn't getting any from me and Nikki. You know what I mean? And him and Natalie had a past, and we kind of knew. Um, The thing that both of us didn't like was that when Natalie accepted the rose, she kind of threw it in our faces a little bit, which I've been glad to see nobody has done that this year. But... Yeah, no, Jamie. The dates are fun. Yeah, Jamie didn't do that on this date, but she did tell the the, the story. And as if you're not watching, Chrisley's rolling her eyes. <laughs> what? Because you know, my thing with Jamie is this: like we know her story, mm-hmm. and and Jamie is a very pretty girl who comes across as a little insecure and is just searching for people to accept her and like her. And that's not attractive to a man. Maybe it is to Dave in this situation because he's feeling the same way. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to constantly need saving, eventually the person's not going to want to save you anymore. They're going to want you to save yourself. And I feel like Jamie needs to not play that card a little bit. And I think Jamie needs to show that she's a strong, kick-ass girl that's a competitor in the game. Not, you need to take care of me because I've had it rough. Because we've all had it rough. And every single person in that house has a story. And I don't think that she shouldn't share it. I think it's great that she shares it. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that that should be her card on how to get a rose. So you think perhaps it was just just a battle that she won, not the war, because Blakely was Livid, of course, that she didn't get the rose that Jamie right. did. So, well, and there's been tension between them ever since Jamie tried to steal Chris from Blakely, like very high school. And you know, Blakely called it out tonight and said, "This isn't high school, and I don't want to toast with you because we don't get along and we don't have to get along," which is true. Blakely reminds me a lot of me in a lot of ways, <laughs> where she just doesn't care, and it's like, why? befriend someone and be fake to someone that you wouldn't necessarily be friends with outside of the house. Mm-hmm. Like, why not just make this livable and just get over with it? And then, But Jamie, that's not going to win her the game. But and Henceforth, it didn't win you the it game. Didn't, totally didn't win right. me the game, which I think is why Blakely will go home very soon because I don't feel like you can be that way in the house. But Jamie called Blakely malicious, which blew my mind tonight because Jamie did the same thing to Blakely last week. So you can't... It's like... They're all name calling, and mm-hmm. they're all. It, but it's like you're doing it to each other. So how how can you call one person malicious when you're doing the same thing? Like you're sitting there and and telling Dave all this stuff because you know that Dave is the type of person that's going to say, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I know what it feels like when nobody likes you. I'm going to give you the rose. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, so she, she worked them. She. T- I think. Well, I think there was some genuineness to what she was saying because those are genuine feelings, and mm-hmm. she did not ever get to go to prom, which that's kind of a big deal for girls. So I feel like there was genuineness in what she was saying, but I also think that there was a method to the madness. Okay. Now um, I was going to say you. You brought up a good point. Basically, so who should Chris pick, Blakely or Jamie? Like to play the game, because I was I was going to read a quote that I found from um, I believe it was from Blake. Last year's very popular Blake who got married yeah. to Holly, of course. And he, he wrote this. He's Chris is willing to overlook Blakely being crazy for being pretty athletic. That might be good thought for the competition, but it's pretty myopic in the terms of the whole game. Because Blakely's a competitor, but all the crap she does outside of it is going to get her sent home. It's going to be a quick out. Right. You know, but but people are going to get annoyed with Jamie as well. So. If I were Chris, I would play it each week by each week. And that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. 
So kudos to him for sure. So, yeah. all right. So I guess we know who got the rose. So they're they're going to be around for a little bit. Blakely may be in trouble, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But let's move on to. Uh, I guess I'll let you take it from here on the second date. <sighs> Oh, did, did you not want to talk about your guest appearance on Bachelor Pad 3 tonight? Uh, yeah, not, well, sure, go ahead. I'm ready to a- answer any question. Yes, I'm going to give you the insider point of view of what happened that night. So, TV exclusive. Woo-hoo. I don't know if it's an exclusive. But. For once, I'm not on the hot seat. <laughs> so, um, Rachel gets a date, and she brings Tony, Nick, and of course, Stagliano, who they've been playing tonsil hockey for a week now um, and they go to the much loved wax museum here on Hollywood Boulevard Yes, and they got to dress up as wax figures for fan visits and <laughs> guess who the third group of fans was uh, Chris Harrison, uh, Ryan Seacrest and if Tom If I had Bergeron. something to throw at you I would. I bruise like fruit. Okay. I have shoes I will throw. Okay, okay I'll put the shoes down. Okay, let's talk about it Okay, what happened was like it happened <laughs> while we were doing Bachelor Ed I believe mm-hmm. it was right around the end of May and um, Jenna Couture who is the relationship intimacy expert if you guys follow our show, you know yeah. she, she was on for the first two seasons and she got invited to this ABC event related to The Bachelor. We didn't get a lot of details. I didn't know what it was about. And Jenna kept on. She, we, none of us knew. It was Jenna, Kathy, Kathy Kelly, and myself. That, well, because the producers tweeted about it. If you lived in the okay, L.A. area. Okay, was that what it was? Okay. Yeah. The producers had tweeted about it. If you live in the L.A. area and love Bachelors um, and you want to come to an event, let See, us know. And I was hoping, but I knew it wouldn't go down. I thought it might be like Men Tell All or one of the final. <laughs> no, and it wasn't like that. And um, It ended up being, and they told us to dress casual. Mm-hmm. You gotta be really casual, and I was like, "What is this? We're gonna be involved in something, something bad." And I, be, I showed up. I showed up right, right around eleven thirty, so I knew it wasn't gonna be a men tell all. And um, we're at Madame Tussauds, and I was like, "Okay, I, kind, I already knew they're yeah. gonna be dressed as wax figure, you know, and we're <laughs> gonna have to pick them out or something." So I, I'm surprised they used us, honestly. And we told them who we were. We told them we were with Afterbus TV, and lo and behold, they still because Jenna was awesome that night actually well they showed her like dancing with the roses and god i wish i had known what she was saying because i'm sure it was brilliant i can tell you (laughs) (laughs) who was she saying she wanted to date you're welcome to call in if you're watching us jenna tweet us if she's on chat Mm -hmm. roll okay jenna kathy looked gorgeous yes she did jenna was she stole the show everyone was kind of wowed by her because they had a lot of groups there and we ended up going last they saved us for last we were there till like two in the morning longest nights ever right? yes absolutely Brutal. i understand now what you're saying mm-hmm. we we're just waiting 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 and we're like oh they're saving us for last because yeah. they asked jenna like who's your favorite they pulled jenna to the side and they wanted a you know quick two-minute interview of of bachelor franchise what you think and of course she talked about her Honey Bear. <laughs> she talked about. No. She did. She, I, not Jenna. Oh, no, not. Yes. She talked about Brad and just Brad Womack and how much she was a big fan and she knew all about him. And I think we kind of wowed him, I guess, because yeah. we have some sort of bachelor knowledge. So they saved us and we go in there and I'm already like, oh God, what am I going to do? Because I didn't know what they were going I was trying to like, actually, if you see the cut, I'm actually kind of outside of the... You were so <laughs> trying to get away from the cameras, and of course, they used your soundbite. Yes. Rachel's hot. Well, I was... Th- okay, because when we walked in, you could see all of them, and I believe... I don't think Jenna knew... Jenna, Jenna, bless her heart. She was so into it. She didn't know that, they, that it was the actual Bachelor competitors behind us. Yeah. If I'm wrong, please, please let me know, Jenna, or, you know, call in. But, um... 
we show up and they start asking us all these questions and I kind of knew, okay, Rachel's behind me. Of of course I'm going to say Rachel is sexy. Rachel is hot. Yeah. What? Wah, wah, well, she's wah. Oh, what? She is not. She is cute. <laughs> she's a very attractive woman. She's yeah. She I believe she's attractive. So that's why I said that. Uh, and I was like, crap, they're going to use that. They're going to use that. They're going to use that. Of course they are. And lo and behold, they gave us a count to three. And then, of course, they spooked us. You know, they, they shouted at us. And I think Jenna jumped and Kathy, like, shivered a little. And I didn't even flinch. And one of the producers, they were so sweet. They were really nice to us. And, of course. They're and, cool. Yeah. And they were like, you didn't even move. You knew how long. I was like, no, no. I was just still how petrified I was and got to meet Chris Harrison. And that was cool. It was Chris great. Was great. Yeah. But I will tell you this. The stuff you see on the show. But outside of that, what I learned in that, that little experience was Nick. I thought Nick was awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought he was such a nice guy. You, you can tell he, you know, he wasn't just being nice to the fans. He was really into conversations because I brought up stuff about Nick, and he was surprised that I knew stuff about him. Now he's like, "Oh, you do an after show, yeah. for that? you know? Oh, okay, that's why you, I knew this before I did the after show." He was a cool guy, and he never gets enough camera time. No, and, yeah. So that's why he came. He just shook my hand. He's like, "Dude, I'm, I'm surprised you know so much about me." And and then Stag was cool, and and then Tony. I think he talked to the girls for a little bit longer, but that was that was about it. Yeah, know? Tony likes the ladies. Yeah, definitely noticed that the night of the men tell all. He definitely likes the ladies, mm-hmm. and Nick just. He's he's a, a good looking guy that just doesn't bring any drama, so that's why he doesn't get a lot of camera time. I was going to say that's why he yeah. he needs to get a little crazy. Maybe yeah. this move with um, if Donna would have stayed, you know. I know there was a little lusty hookup tonight, wasn't there? Yeah, but um, after this, what'd you think of the? And now that you listen to that our silliness, what'd you think of the date overall? It was pretty much. Dumb I mean, deal. I felt like going into it, we all knew Stag was going to get the rose. Right. There was really no drama. Like, I thought watching them surprise the fans was really fun. I found it very interesting that they liked the fans outside of their house. They just don't like their fans inside their house. You're so cruel. I just found that real interesting because, you know, they did the same casting process that we all have. But... um I mean, obviously, there's people in the house, and I mean, you if you follow any of these people on Twitter, you see Blakely, I mean, uh, Rachel and Donna tweeting. You do see a lot of them tweeting, mm-hmm. so they did get past that initial, oh, my God, they're fans. Why are they here? Mm-hmm. Which is good, because it made him look really bad. So I'm glad they've gotten past that. But it was interesting to see that, because they haven't addressed that since the first episode, yeah. and everybody was so excited to meet fans tonight, but they didn't like them in their house. They've already edited all this stuff, right? Oh, God, yeah. Okay, because I was wondering if perhaps maybe just the feedback by the fans and the public, because it was pretty negative after the first week. Oh, God, yeah. And I wonder if maybe they just started, maybe they tweaked a a thing or two, perhaps, just so that the Bachelor alumni didn't look so bad. I mean, they very well could have. That's something they've, I mean, they're a machine. They're a monster. Like, the producers are brilliant. The editors, the story writers, like, every person on the team of The Bachelor, The Bachelor, and The Bachelor pad, they're masterminds. The Mm -hmm. way they, first of all, the way they create the dates is amazing the casting like the way they know how people are going to interact like this blows my mind because every season I say it with Bachelor Pad it's brilliant casting brilliant who do they have? do they have do they have like a therapist on call or something someone that would match like who would you match up well for? we all have to see a doctor and a therapist before we go on the show 
by the I way. believe it. We all have to do that. Um, but, you know, part of it is the relationships that they have with us when we're on the show. They really get to see a different side of us. And, and you have your kind of set producers. Mm-hmm. And they really get to know you. And you, you become friends with them. And there's still some that I keep in touch with. Um, and they do genuinely care about you to the extent. Do you know what I mean? Not saying that they don't care about you as a person, because they do, but they also have a job, and their yeah. job is to make a good television show, and we all know that. Um, but, you know, it's they're brilliant. They, they know which personalities are going to conflict. They know that Blakely and Jackie and and Jamie had history. The, that whole dynamic was brilliant. The Ed and Reed, I mean, God. Oh, that's can't just, wait to get into that. It's so amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, the producers are just brilliant. Well, right before we jump into that, I just wanted to touch upon one little note that stuck out on the date, aside from the predictable of Stag and Rachel. Do you think it's real love or is it reality love? You know, it's tough to tell. Michael is a very intricate person. Um, He definitely is interested in Rachel. I just don't know what will happen outside of the house. Oh, so it's just for the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying that I think that he only liked her because he was in the house and it was for the show. I just don't know how they would connect outside of the house. We should do a segment on why because the guy's got an awesome personality, great looking, and you know it seems like he's looking for love. And last season, what happened with him and Holly, and he still just hasn't found love. He's also really busy. He's touring for his music. He's not here a lot. She lives in New York, Mm -hmm. so I just you know. So it's yeah, it's my like geographically undesirable moment. The but ol- we'll see. You know the best part of the date I thought was you when- on television. <laughs> no, <laughs> I got Marissa to laugh at that one. I heard that all the way in the box. <laughs> no, no, it was when- Kathy Cupcake. She, oh, I miss my cupcakes, <laughs> I Kathy. Know. Where are you? We miss our cupcakes, but no, it was. Of course, when Tony was riding in the limo with Nick, and he's like, I'm stuck with protein powder guy. This is coming from a personal trainer. That, and he'd rather be making out with Rachel. Like, that would ever happen. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't know where he thought that. I I don't understand. Like, where in his mind did he think that was going to happen? They've been, like, canoodling for yeah. at least a couple of days in the house. Come on. Um, so maybe they'll give a storyline. I wonder who Tony's going to end up with. I think he'll end up with someone, but I will I don't. I, you don't? Mm-mm. Okay. I still have hope for you, Tony, too. See, I'm always a hopeful one. Fine. <laughs> Let's move on to the juicy. Yes. Oh, yes. Ed versus Reed. There's so much history. Oh like, my there's God. so much history that putting the two of them in this house would have been drama no matter what. There's so much history. Yeah. Like, not only did Ed outlast Reed, but then Reed tried to come back and propose when she had already sent him home. Like, on what playing field is that okay? Yeah. Like, she already said, you're not for me. Like, why would you then come back? That I don't, that's it's it's what I call like not love. Basically, it's what you envision of what love is to you. She says she's not into you, but somehow you're going to love the two of you enough. Maybe him is, and Jamie would make a really good couple. Ooh, because Jamie did a little bit of that tonight. Yeah, well, they're disc- they're not listening. I mean, Chris mm-hmm. said no to her like six times. Yes, and then Jamie said to Chris that. He, Chris said to Jamie, it's not you, it's me, which is men, the oldest line in the book, pick yes. a freaking new one. I'm over it. And Jamie said to Chris, but I think we need to talk about this. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of Ryan with um, Emily when Emily was trying to break it up with Ryan. 
it, she literally tells him that he's not allowed to not like her, that he's not allowed to call the shots. It's her game, not his. And I'm really confused because I thought last week she climbed over him in bed with another girl. Okay, okay, okay. That does that. Okay, that does not make sense. Is it? Is it nonsensical? I mean, what, I mean, timeline. Could could have that have happened after? Could they have just flipped it around? Like what happened last week with the bunk bed thing? Could that have happened later on the experience for Bachelor Pad? No, I just think Jamie's a little delusional when it comes to Chris. Like she and you know, Chris had a part in it too, where he said to Jamie that you know he wasn't into Blakely and that it was all for the game and whatever. But Jamie really thought Chris liked her, and there may be some stuff that we're missing. There may be some pieces of conversation that we're missing, <clears throat> but ultimately. He very clearly said to her, it's not you, it's me. It's just not going to work. And she was like, "Uh uh-uh, not going to work. Sorry. Literally. Please try again. I can't understand why that would not register. I mean, literally. I don't think, I haven't heard that saying in five years, at least. Because you don't say that anymore. Because you'll get a fist in the mouth by whoever's saying it to the other person. Like, seriously. But now to Ed and Reed. This is working perfectly for Ed. I'm telling you. Oh God, you, yeah. Ed Ed is Ed is going to Dave Goodland right now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you he's going to go so far in this game even though he's almost being voted out every week. I'm telling you Ed is going to go I don't I don't know if he'll win it, but he's sh- Everyone's falling in love with him. Oh, I'm, I don't do well in the competitions. I'm the big guy, but hey, I bring the party. I'm really nice. And, and I care about my friends. Bam. He did say that tonight. Yeah, and, and Sarah feels god-awful because she voted against him last week. Right. So now, I mean, that, that's shifting over to him now, but Reed, really? Well, last week, Reed's plan almost worked. This week, Reed's plan would have worked had he not opened his mouth to Jackie. Like, yeah. if you're going to tell anyone in the house that you're planning to kick out Ed, you never, and he's the one who said it, you can't trust anyone the game's about lying. The game is about lying, mm-hmm. but you don't freaking tell people when you lie. Like, rule number one, it's like... <laughs> Really? Like, you don't... And, of course, you don't tell Jackie. Like, Jackie hooked up with Ed the night before. So, of course, her loyalty is going to you be You think they really Ed. hooked up? I mean... Well, I'll say this. We used to pull the sheets over exactly. our beds all the time and nothing happened. But the sound bites were brilliant. That's Thank just, you so much, editors. Because the sound Ed, bites... That's yeah. Ed being Ed. It is. It is. And he totally is. And they may have not, but either way, they were together the night before. Um, Sarah was talking about how he hooked up with her the week before, and now he's hooking up with Jackie. So now Sarah doesn't know what to do. But Reed messed up when he told Jackie tonight because he had to know that Jackie was going to say something to Reed. And what blew me away for that whole conversation was that... Jackie went to Reed and said that she was so upset with him and disappointed in him and she couldn't believe that he was that kind of person because he's, you know, talking smack behind Ed's back, but he's lying and doing all these things. And and she was just like so blown away by Reed. But I believe it was Jackie who was talking and doing the same thing to Blakely and saying that she would be Blakely's friend, but in real life they were really frenemies, and it was just like, they were mean girls. So it's another pot calling the kettle black. It's the same situation. You know what? That is awesome, because I totally disagree with you. I told you we were going to hit this point. What are you talking about? Hold on. There are two different contexts. 
Okay, the fact, okay, the reason why she didn't like Blakely, well, it, that was the beginning. They were just talking smack. But I, I can't stand her being a mean girl, right? Total mean girl. Uh, okay, but in this context between Ed and Reed, it's in the, for the game for a quarter of a million dollars. Very different. I don't agree. How is it? It's gameplay versus what you think about this person. In, in the end, this is a game. They're playing a game. And the fact that Jacqueline, this is why I actually love Jacqueline. But that's what Jacqueline a said. Was Jacqueline said, for the sake of the game, she will make pretend that she's Blakely's friend and that she will be her best friend in the house and be so excited when she sees her. But in fact, she can't stand her and she doesn't like her, but it's a game and this is how it had to be played. I mean, she said it. It's the same thing. Said it in the first episode, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, either way you look at it, you just, you can't, you can't get mad at one person for manipulating somebody because you care about them mm-hmm. and then manipulate somebody else. Like, let's face it, we're all lying we're all manipulating each other it's the bachelor pad right now do you think but perhaps i guess i'm trying to defend myself here <laughs> the fact is that she it didn't actually happen between rachel and i mean um, blakely and J- jacqueline but it really actually happened with ed and reed let's say if jacqueline was put in that position would she play differently would she say what she said about blakely in the beginning you know what i'm saying it's it's one thing to talk about the game but actually execute it like reed did it's like i i hold reed a little bit lower than what i do with jacqueline because jacqueline was just maybe just talking at her butt making great tv but reed really just sandbagged he pulled like a really weasel move Oh, absolutely. But I don't think that Jackie's move was any better or lower. I think it's equal. Okay. All right. Fine. I'm just trying to find some because we're always giving Jacqueline such grief. And I'm just like, I'm trying to find something. But she's kind of a mean girl. I mean, I don't know her. Mm -hmm. I've never met her. So I can't say that she is genuinely a mean girl or this isn't the part that she's playing to be more exciting and fun on the show. But I thought that she was kind of a mean girl on Ben's season as well. She was. Right. So I feel like she's just kind of that girl that says things to get rise out of people. And, you know, your opinion's your opinion. You don't have to like somebody, but you don't have to be mean to them either. There's a lot of people that I don't like and I'm not like pinpointing them and talking about them, especially that something they're going to see on national television. Like you just don't do that. You become an adult and you just say your differences are your differences. But then that wouldn't make a TV now, would it? No, it'd be. Right. We're all friends pad. Yeah. No. Which, no. It, the Reed situation is a bit different because they have so much more history. But I think that it still falls in the same manipulation and you can't. You can't say that you're a deceiving person. So this is a four-year four grudge. Four or five-year grudge. Yeah. Well, Reed and Ed's is a longer, you know what I mean? There's longer history there. Yeah. But Reed's issue was that he was not only blatantly lying, but then he was telling people about his lies. And you can't, that's not, I mean, that's just a stupid way to play the game. Mm-hmm. He said he packed his own bags this week. Yeah, I was. Thank God, I, I I lost so much. I I I wasn't. I didn't like him or hate him, but just so, just this week, I just I can't believe what I saw from Reed. And I've actually, I've I don't, did we interact? I was with him at a, at a like a hosting thing, like a like a year or two ago. So and I was like, hey, there's Reed. He seems like, yeah. and then I see him tonight, and I'm like, oh God, it's like. I don't want to say he's not my hero, but I'm just saying you, you see these people one way and then now you see them like, wow. Well, I feel like you know we do have to remember that it's Bachelor Pad okay. and that. You know, I think when Reed came back in Jillian's season, he was going on a feeling that he had that maybe we didn't see. Um, And, you know, I don't think that Reed's a bad guy. I think that Reed failed at playing the game. We saw Juan do this on my season. Um, We saw it again on season two. It's like you can't you can't go to everybody. And I wonder if it'll blow up in Kaylin's face at well. 
because you can't go to everybody and tell everybody that you're going to do it because eventually they're going somebody's going to catch you mm-hmm. and you can't play both sides. Um, it happened to Jesse Salidas on on our season as well, where which a lot of viewers didn't know was that she was playing both sides. She was trying to be part of the non-cool kids team, but mm-hmm. yet saying that Dave Good thought that she was attractive and they were kissing in the hot tub and she had him wrapped around his little finger. And I was the person that she told that to. So I went to Dave Good ah, to get her sent home. Such a bad Scorpio you are. There we go. Hey, you know what? I want to take a little break. Do it. And when we come back, let's talk about the rose ceremony. Yes. I don't know if you, do you want to touch about, uh, talk about the power couples and the other groups? Do they actually have a chance this year? Because it usually seems like the power groups beat out the, like the, the ba- what I call the betas, the beta group, like the, the B team. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Let's do it. And then some news and predictions. We'll yeah, be right back. News. Hey there, good buddies. The handle's Wooly Bear. I'm a truck driving man, but I'm not that old school kind of truck driving man. No, I like to listen to podcasts while I'm driving through these great United States of ours. And my favorite podcasts in the world are from AfterBuzz TV. And why? Because <laughs> AfterBuzz TV is like a post-game wrap-up show for all your favorite TV shows. Like Jersey Shore, Dancing with the Stars, Mad Men, and a whole truckload more. I like listening to my Gossip Girl podcast, catching up with all my fellow fans and getting all the latest news and gossip. No, I got some strong opinions. And After Buzz TV lets me share those opinions with thousands of other listeners. Woo-wee, what a feeling. I used to doze off on those lonely stretches of road. And don't worry, I got the cruise control. But now I'm wide awake and listening to all the After Buzz TV goodness. <laughs> Check them out. Give them a holler. And tell them the old woolly bear sent you. All right, and we're back. Yay! Did you miss me? Did you miss me? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> now, so let's get into a little bit. Do the Every season, it seems like the power couples end up just killing everyone else one by yeah. one, taking like one by one, and some people even sitting across from me get whacked out on this it scenario. So, it happens. Do the power couples once again have the advantage this season? What's really interesting is that there's really only two couples this season so far. I mean, you see a lot of little alliances, but you're seeing so much more backstabbing that the only two solidified couples right now are Rachel and Michael and Lindsay and Kaylin, which Rachel and Michael could be huge power players in the game because it's Dagliano. Mm-hmm. Also could be the next two to be sent home, which I don't know if I would have hooked myself up to make Michael if I was Rachel because I would care more about having the money, but that's just me. So doesn't that tell you that maybe she does have feelings for him maybe but don't we see a clip of her crying saying i really thought i was in love with michael sagliano like i feel like we know what's going to happen because they already showed us that i missed that i didn't see that on the the promo for next week no it was like a week ago or two weeks ago they showed it which was really interesting because i feel like why would they show that but and with donna out too and then they also showed michael on one knee so you thought michael was going to propose to somebody else in the house which clearly we saw tonight wasn't the case but Lindsay and kaylin being the other couple and i'm just so i'm still so thrown by them like i can't even understand what Lindsay would see in him because he's still a mean guy Mm -hmm. like he said it tonight he wants to watch people's lives flail before him he says it for effect i mean that's who says that kaylin he does it come on he's like a he's a different shade of ryan 
from um, Bachelorette. I don't know why my head just went to Fifty Shades of Grey when you said a different shade of Ryan. I was like, huh? <laughs> no, because he does. It, he, we've said that from the get. He says that he wants his own show, so he figures out the most inflammatory thing to possibly say to get camera time. He's like American Psycho. Like when Christian Bale played mm-hmm. that, like that's exactly what I think of when I see Caitlyn. Yeah, I think everyone and everyone says that on all the like the forums and all and the boards. And Lindsay's supposed to be like the sweet girl, so. What is happening? I think we'll find out next week. I th- we, they they got to tell us what's going on with this couple. Right. We just see them cuddling and then that's it. So that would that tell something big is going to happen with those two, I would think. Well, I mean, yeah. Because they're two of the bigger characters. They are. And and they are in the position to be able to. Well, if Kaylin doesn't mess it up for Lindsay, they could be in the position to have power in the house. But unfortunately, we saw tonight that Kaylin is consistently lying to everyone. He's mm-hmm. telling all the groups that he's doing what they want him to, and that can work well, but it could also backfire in his face. Huge. So, do the non power couple people have a chance? Yes, this- there's more of them right now because there's only four people in couples that are real strong couples. The rest of the couples have so much drama that they're switching around too much. Like, Jackie and Ed's only chance of succeeding is that people like Ed. Because not everybody likes Jackie. I read an article um, earlier today actually, and I think that the next couple is going to be Ed and Jackie. I re- no, but it's not going to be romantic. It's more going to be of a business deal. That's right. what I say. I don't, well, I don't think, I don't I think they, so. I, don't, I don't think they hooked up. <laughs> because I read somewhere that actually Ed had a girlfriend throughout that it was kind of like complicated i guess but not in a bad way but he went in on the show saying that he was single but he did have someone back home well if she's watching she's not going to be real happy seeing him get naked with girls in bed oh that's ed remember jillian used to say the same thing about him he's a little he's a bit wild yeah i don't know about that he gets away with it but okay but i think that that's your third couple right there yeah, I just and, don't think they're strong enough. Hold on, but then there's Chris and whoever he decides. Either but I Blakely. think that's going to I think that I think Chris is going to shoot himself in the foot. You know, he's really going to shoot himself in the foot. We've seen him go back and forth between Blakely and Jamie and both of them are not stable people to be partners with sure. at all because they physically may have it, but emotionally both of them are kind of basket cases when it comes to things. And next he goes to Sarah and I love Sarah, but I don't know. Like, she's made some really harsh decisions on a split moment, so she may not be the best person for him to partner up with either. She might be the lesser of three evils. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm really, because she's in the mix. She's been in the mix. It's so funny. It's hard for me to root for Sarah, unfortunately, because I don't really know much about her. You know, all, everyone else you kind of know, except for the super fans. She was like, I don't remember her on Brad season. Right. So, Sarah's a really cool girl. Her One of her best friends is one of Charlie's best friends. So oh. I know Sarah through that. And um, I hung out with her a lot at the reunion. And she's a really cool girl. Um, definitely in a place where she's not sure where she's going and figuring things out with boys. So um, I, I, now I it makes me understand the, the hopping around a little bit. Um, she's way crazier in the house than I ever thought she would be. Like, I thought this was like the sweet little girl and her pearls, you know? So I've definitely seen a different <laughs> side of her. Um, and Chris is, is 
easy to look at. I mean, there's no way of getting around that. He's Mm -hmm. easy to look at. And she's in a position where she screwed over Ed. She lost Ed. And now here's this hot, handsome, hunky guy coming and paying attention to her. Like, of course, she's going to fall for it. But she's also, as we saw, not stable in the voting department and in the Mm -hmm. team department. She was very easily swayed. So I think Chris is kind of screwed. I don't know. I I give them a few weeks. I think Chris is going to pull her in. Like I said, oh, of course he is, and he's going to be able to control her the best, uh, the easiest out of the other. Uh, even oh, the- yeah, 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 no, Sarah, Sarah definitely in the game has proven that she can be manipulated. Yeah, so he'll definitely have more control over her than he did Blakely and Jamie. All right, so let's move on to real quick, uh, like the rose ceremony. Anything were we surprised? Did we kind of call it? I, no, we actually thought that Blake. I I thought Blakely was going to go home tonight. I well, I originally had said Donna, but then when they kept going to Blakely and talking about like, oh, you're safe, you're safe, you're safe. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh God, she's going home. Um, but then it was a smarter move for them to send home Blake, Donna. Yeah, it's. And it was really funny because when she left in her exit interviews, all she would talk about was how she was upset that she left the house without hooking up and that she was upset that the boys didn't like her because she's not used to not being liked by men. She's used to having her pick and they're going to miss her in her bikini. Girl, you just lost out on $250,000 and all you can think about is a booty call. Yes. Come on. And then I'm thinking she hooks up with Nick. Now, was that because he was the next, the closest warm body, or did she actually like him? I know she liked Stag at first, and now... Well, she was a little bit vulnerable, and he came over and said all the right things, <laughs> and I mean, she was really sad that she hadn't hooked up with anybody, so... Uh, well, Nick, thank you for ta- you know doing your civic duty, man. He That's did. awesome, Nick. You're... Applause for Nick. <laughs> yeah, right? Don is a cute girl. I just think that she's a little young. Like, yeah. she's got a smoking body. She's adorable. She's... You know, she's just a little young to be thinking about hooking up and not two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I know. Oh my God, my well, so, eyes light up. Every well, time maybe I say producers it. will see it that that she's really in it for lust or love. So maybe Bachelor next season, whoever if they go with Sean, Ari, Roberto, or Chris Harrison, whoever they pick, you know, <laughs> Tim Tebow. Yeah, no, we already discussed that. So so stupid. Any, so okay, so Donna got eliminated. So yeah. sorry, Donna. I really love to look look at you. That sounded weird, but no, I'm just saying. <laughs> awkward. Yeah, no, but she was great to look at. Yeah, okay. she was, and she was fun. She yeah. was definitely probably somebody that everybody liked to have in the house. And Reed, I mean, we knew that he was he was in trouble. Like yeah. he shot himself in the foot. But he was completely uncontrollable, and he just he sent himself home. Like Wes would call it, Wes from old old Bachelor seasons, like fakey Jakey. That was yeah. Reed, gone, done deal, Reed. But, yeah, he was pretty but bad. you'll be back for four, I think, because we can tell that you like you, you like to cause friction. So I think he'll oh be, yeah, he'll be back next next season for sure. So and Erica Rosewell too, because she's gonna make a career at a Bachelor pad. <laughs> she's she's a lifer. That's awesome. She really is. No, so let's after that. Now I guess that's all that stood out really from anything else stand out from the rose ceremony. No, that's it, huh? Not really. I mean, Donna and Reed went home. Jackie stuck up for everybody and said that <laughs> that that everybody should stop lying to each other. And I'm just like, I mean, if 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 anybody had said that other than her, I would have been like, okay, makes sense. My exit, I said something very similar. Um, but because it was from her, I felt like it didn't have as much oomph behind it. Because I think a lot of people look at her and say, really? Because she does the same thing. Of which people, the people in the house or yeah. us watching as the public? Probably both. I mean, I don't think that Blakely was stupid enough to think that they were really her friends. I think that she's smarter than that. 
Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. All right. With that said, let's move on to... You want to move on to some news and gossip? Yeah. What do you got for us, Crystal? Um, Kathy Cupcake Kelly, I love you, and I'm not trying to take your job. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, not a ton of news this week, but you had already mentioned that Ed, Jackie, Chris, and... Who was the other person? Rachel. We're in Chicago this weekend for Jackie's birthday. They were tweeting lots of pictures. So if you're not following them on Twitter, get on it. Um, if you're not following any of us on Twitter, you're missing out. Because us Bachelor people, we tweet our lives <laughs> on the internet for you. Um, also, two of the Bachelor producers got married yes. this weekend. Cassie and Pete, who I have um, had the pleasure of working with Pete a little bit. Um, saw him recently at the Mentel All. He was super excited about his wedding. And there was Bachelor Cassie. In attendance, of course. Ben and Courtney are still together, people. Mm-hmm. We all thought they wouldn't make it, and they are happy. And I'll get to more news on Ben and Courtney. Mm-hmm. Emily and Jeff were also in attendance, so they're back from Africa and still happy. And it's good to see. Remember the the Cassie and Emily, you know, because of the Ari thing. Yeah, I Come think on. that was awkward for about five hot seconds, and yeah. the press ran with it because um, clearly they still get along. Of course, Deanna and Stag were there, um, and Allie was there as well, who's doing amazing on her new show. Um, Casey, I don't know if we all remember back when he got arrested in Orange County for a bar fight. Um, He went and spent some time in jail again this week. And the first thing when he did when he got out was talk to TMZ. Ooh, what happened? What did he say? You know, he said that he didn't touch anyone and that, you know, it was a big misunderstanding and all the charges were going to be able to get dropped and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, I think I think Casey got bit by the TV bug. He did the other reality show after with Vienna. And it's unfortunate because I think Casey had very great potential to be an amazing person. And I think that he got caught up in this. And the first thing I would not do when I got out of jail was go to TMZ. Like, I don't care if they were standing out of the jail waiting for me to say something. I would have had avoided them and gone to my car. Like, that's just not what you do. But in, in all seriousness, it is actually a serious piece because I, I don't know if you found out if they, they said on that piece that he's also accused of possibly he was high like on paint thinners and stuff. Yeah, and he said he never huffed paint, which, I mean, I don't see him as a paint huffer. Thank God. Do I think that he probably gets, uh, has too many drinks and maybe can't control his temper? I would say that that might be something he may do. Um, I don't know, but I would think that it may be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, these are serious charges. And unfortunately, he, you know... It's, They're not getting dropped. So. Yeah, it said he could spend up to eight years in jail. Right, which he doesn't. I don't think that he's taking it as serious as he should. And um, I wish that he would stop preaching on Twitter and take care of himself a little bit because it would be nice to see that. Um, and the other news that we have is last and finally is that Ben and Courtney have moved in together. I called it. I knew it. Finally, yes, it's happened. It's their second time. I heard. I, I don't know if I, I haven't heard that, but I know that yeah. they finally moved in together um, and everybody is looking for Ben and Courtney's wedding and Emily and Jeff's wedding. So we're all excited to see that. Maybe it can be a tandem wedding and let Chris Harrison actually be the priest because supposedly was he, I, I read that he was the priest for uh, Casey and... Um, Oh, I think that he did. I'm not sure. I I don't know if that's for sure. Um, I I don't remember, but I did hear that Chris Harrison was going to be the person to pronounce their vows and pronounce them husband and wife, which would be kind of cool. I mean, they fell in love on the show. They were not dating before the show. They met on the show. They Mm -hmm. flirted through seasons. They fell in love, and now they're getting married. And I wish them the best because they're two really cool people. So Nice. Yeah. And that's your news and news and gossip from Chrisley Kennedy. Thanks, Chrisley. Come back, Kathy. (laughs) And now, who would have thought we would have talked so long, Chrisley? Look at 
that. We didn't even think we were going to have enough to talk about. Whatever. <laughs> I can talk for days. She can't trust me. You should see when we're watching the show. She doesn't stop. <laughs> All right, predictions. What do we? What do? Who's going home next week? Or what do we expect to see next week? Okay, next week is the game show, and I. Rem- I mean, obviously, it stepped up a little bit from my season, but this was the most brutal day in the house. I will never forget it. We had to answer all these questions about people in the house and they're brutal, honest questions and they tell you you have to answer them 100% honestly. And I mean, if these people have watched any of the other seasons, they knew this was going to happen. So it was brutal and it's going to be brutal and people are, are, it's going to cause huge divisions in the house. So I feel like I can't even predict who's going to go home next week because this game is Mm -hmm. really going to be the, the forefront of who gets sent home because it's going to cause a lot of ripples with a lot of friendships and there's going to be a lot of things that are going to go down and they're going to be nasty. And I can't wait. See, you put so much thought into this. Like It's like a two-minute explanation who you think. I'm saying it right now. It's going to be um, Dave and Blakely. Unless Blakely hooks up with someone. That's I don't know. It, that's it all, all depends on how the answers are because no. you saw Miss Jamie crying. Yeah, Jamie Crest for everything. All right, that's it, guys. So, Chrisley, where can they find you? Guys, go to Twitter and follow me at Chrisley. And you know she tweets all the time. Mm-hmm. Her and her bachelor teammates. Hey, and you can follow me at The Everyday Man. So, that's it for tonight. So, for Chrisley, Marissa, I'm JC, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 